الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما اتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي دروس شيخ الله respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home alhamdulillah this is our first session of dars hadith after the blessed month of ramadan may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the sincerity of the heart and sincerity of the tongue and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with iman and taqwa And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us firm on sirat al-mustaqeem, the straight path. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from major and minor sins. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from the wasawis, the whispering of the shaitan. Bi-ithnillah, by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just before the month of ramadan we had completed the subject the topic that was started the tarikh the history of makkah al-mukarramah and the history of madinah al-munawwarah and in tonight's session of dars hadith i wish to start something completely new in the month of Shawwal again that is also connected with tarikh the history of the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam the one thing i have noticed is that british muslims especially the youth we no doubt have love for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we have love for hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam but we are dry when it comes to displaying the love for the companions for the ashab of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam we are muslims today no doubt allah gives hidayah to whom he wills but it is the sacrifice the qurbani of the companions that today one is muhammad one is umar one is yusuf one is abdul rahman one is abdul rahim allahu akbar these were unique individuals wallahi lazim just unique individuals and even the name that allah had chosen 
for this particular group that name is also unique Allah has titled them as being Ashabi Rasul those that were with Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam in English it is translated as the disciples of Jesus and in the Arabic language Allah has described them in Surah As-Saf as the Hawariyun Isa alayhi salatu wassalam said to them Man ansari ilallah who is going to help me and support me in the cause in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala qala al-hawariyuna nahnu ansarullah and the hawariyun said that we are the helpers we will help you and support you I won't go into the linguistic difference that is there between uh, the word hawariyun and the English translation of disciples but certainly this word ashabi is the plural of the word sahba and sahba means companionship these were people who spent every second every minute every hour every part of their life with Hazrat and Nabi Kareem sallallahu for them ibadat was to be with Huzur alayhi salatu unprecedented love such love that no other nation or community can even think of ways of uh, loving someone in that manner Hazrat Sophia bint Najd radiyallahu ta'ala anha she says that kana li abi mahzura qussatun fi muqaddami ra'sihi she says that one of the companions Abu, Abu Mahzura radiyallahu ta'ala an he had a very weird style of hair on the head it was short and trimmed from the sides and from the front there was a lock of hair that was tied up inside and she says if Hazrat Abu Mahzura was to sit down and if he was to undo the lock of that hair that is there right in the front part of the head it would touch the ground if Abu Mahzura was sitting only on one side long hair touching the ground Every else, everywhere else it was the same haircut but just there it was long and he would tie a knot and this was Abu Mahzura, the companion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Safiya bint Najda said to Abu Mahzura, why don't you do tahlik ala tahlikuha, why don't you cut the front part of the hair and make it all level and equal subhanallah he says lam akun billazi ahlikuha wa qad massaha rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam biyadiha he said that I would have cut my hair but when I was young once Huzur alayhi salatu was salam touched the front section of my head and he got hold of the front part of the hair of my head and it is disrespecting Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam if I was to cut my hair 
and that hay was to be disposed of somewhere in that manner I would be disrespecting Huzul alayhi salatu Entire life, long hair, long hair. We are not talking about fatwa or sharia. We are talking about the connection they had with Huzur alayhi salatu Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam as a child I was playing. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam came and with great affection and love he touched me on one part of the head and that is it. He went home and he measured that part of the, the head and the hair and he was never ever to cut and trim that part of the hair. SubhanAllah. Asim Muhammad. Today my respected brothers and elders, what is our condition? We, never mind sunnah, miss out from what is farz. Imam Malik rahmatullah alayhi is a great faqih of Madinatul Munawwara. It is said that someone in Madinatul Munawwara once said in front of him that the soil of Medina is not pleasing for everyone. It does not suit every individual. The soil of Medina. Being a faqih, the mufti of that time, he stood up and he issued a fatwa. He said, this man has to be lashed 30 times. Kitni Muslim? 30 times. He should be lashed and whipped 30 times for saying that the soil of Madinatul Munawwara is bad. What love they had for the soil of Madinatul Munawwara and how much love they would have for the companions of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. SubhanAllah. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid would wear a cap and his suit of armor whatever it was at that time made out of silk and that was jayiz when you would go for jihad because uh, it was a form of protection and he had a cap and in the inside part of the cap Wasallam had given him some of the auspicious hair few hairs of Huzur and the kuffar knew that when they noticed that when Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an is wearing that cap. He has this awesome power. He goes forward and he crushes the defense of the kuffar. He just crushes them one shot. And he is victorious. The kuffar are defeated. And they were doing mashwira that I think there is something inside the cap. <laughs> Something inside the cap. So some of the kuffar said that when we, when you see Khalid bin Walid in the battlefield, make sure from behind or from the front, if you can, try to take out that cap that he is wearing. And then Khalid bin Walid would secure the cap strongly. Ajeeb. And once they succeeded, and Hazrat Khalid bin Walid's cap fell down on the ground. The minute that the cap came down, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid very vehemently, with great power and strength, jumped forward towards that cap. And the kuffar looked at him that Hazrat Khalid bin Walid is left exposed and all alone. This is the best time. 
to assassinate him, Ma'adullah, then these were the kuffar. And they marched forward, a group of them, with their swords, naked, Kulihui, Nangi Talwar. And when the companions saw that Hazrat Khalid bin Walid is reaching out for his cap and the kuffar are there, some of the companions jumped on top of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid and they were made shaheed. That we would rather die, but the life of Khalid bin Walid should be spared. And it is said a few of the companions were made shaheed. At the end, when Hazrat Khalid bin Walid met all the companions, some of the companions said to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid that just for one cap we lost so many companions. And they did not realize the reason why Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was so anxious to get hold of that cap. And he said to the companions that it is not the cap that I wanted but the hair, the auspicious hair of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam. To disrespect the hair of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, a thousand Khalid bin Walids can be sacrificed. But one should not disrespect the hair of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said that there was a possibility that the hairs of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam would be in the hands of the mushrikeen and the mushrikeen are napaq and najis. That is why I was reaching out for my cap. And that is the time the companions understood. Subhanallah, my respected brothers. Such human beings that Allah has praised them throughout the Quran. In different ways, with different words. Radiallahu anhum wa radu'an is the most famous verse and ayah that we always hear of. Allah says in the Quran, Rijalun sadaqu ma'ahadullah alayfa minhum man qada nahdahu wa minhum man yantazil. And these are people who were truthful. Sahabai kiram ajmain kaise thi? Satche, sadaqu. And when they said, Insha'Allah, they meant it. And when they vowed and they took a promise that we will carry out this, O Prophet of Allah, they meant it. And when Rasulullah would say anything to them, the companion would say, O Prophet of Allah, we are not like the Jews and the children of Israel. That they said to Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, you and your brother Harun, you go and enter the city, we are sitting here. And he says, O Prophet of Allah, test us. Whatever you say, we are prepared to do. At the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, when the Mushrikeen sent Urwa bin Mas'ud to negotiate the matters and to compromise, to come up with a solution with Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, while Hazrat Osman was with them. And the news broke out, false news, that Hazrat Uthman was made shaheed and everyone took an oath on the hands of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam that we will fight until the end. And they gave an opportunity to Hazrat Uthman that if you wish you can do tawaf of the Kaaba that is in front of you, but we will not allow anybody else. And Hazrat Uthman said, how is that possible that Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam does not do tawaf and you tell me to do tawaf? And Urwa bin Mas'ud came and Huzur alayhi salatu was standing in front of him. And you get some 
people who have this habit that they fidget a lot and sometimes out of arrogance they, they walk and their hands and yeah, humility Allah ki baad bani na'mat to be humble to be humble Sheikh Zulfiqar when he came I don't know if you noticed every third fourth word he would say by ye aajiz yun kehta hai aajiz the word aajiz aajiz everywhere aajiz 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 means the one who is completely indigent muhtaj disabled someone who is a servant a khadim someone very low aajiz and this man Urwa bin Mas'ud came again he was a kafir arrogant and whilst talking to Huzur alayhi salatu was salam saying that you are only 1400 people 1400 companions and you want to fight the whole of Makkah and saying that he would lift up his hands and point toward Huzur alayhi salatu was salam point toward Huzur alayhi salatu and on one occasion he came very close to the beard of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam talking like that Hazrat Mughera bin Sha'ba was standing close to Huzur alayhi salatu was salam Hazrat Mughera bin Sha'ba took out his sword and with the blade of the sword he pointed at the hands of Urwa bin Mas'ud and knocked it down and put it down and he said that do you know who you are pointing at? You are pointing at Sayyidul Awwaleen Wal Akhirin Imamul Anbiya Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You are pointing at Huzur Alayhi Salatu Wasalam. If you don't respect him, I will chop off all your fingers. Asad Dabdaba. This was the love. It's the slightest disrespect. So Huzur alayhi salatu was salam was a day of qiyamah for Slightest disrespect. And Urwa went back and he said to the people, he said that you have sent me as an ambassador to the king of Persia and to the Roman Empire. But believe me, none are like the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Even if they are 1400, you will have to surrender to all their conditions. This was the love the companions had for Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Once Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq was making dua, whilst making dua, the crying got very, very loud. Very, very loud. And he cried in such a manner. And this was contrary to the habit of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq ta'ala and it was out of his character he was a quiet man only in Salat the family members came and the wife greeted Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and noticed that he was sitting in the posture of At-Tahiyyat and she said is everything okay I see you crying a lot and he said to his wife that Allah has blessed me with wealth and my wish is to give all my wealth to Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam. But I am thinking of a way, a possibility of how to give all my wealth 
to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. There is one hadith of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam that is preventing me, stopping me from giving all my wealth to him. And it is this that is making me cry. And the wife said, Oh, beloved one, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and explained to her that Huzur alayhi salam said, Al-yadul ulya khayrun min yadi sufla that the upper hand is better than the lower hand. Meaning to say that when you give, that giving hand is better than the hand that receives, than the hand that takes. Now if I have got wealth, and if I give my wealth to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, according to the hadith, my hand is the upper hand and Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam's hand is the receiving hand so how can I give my wealth to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam and for this he was crying all night Allahu Akbar kasa adab, kasa ahtaram such love we would not even think of this uh, the situation that Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an was in and he said that now I have made dua that, oh Allah, put it in the heart of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam that without me giving him my wealth, without my permission, he spends and takes of my wealth as he wishes, without me knowing. And Allah accepted his dua. It is said from amongst all the companions, it was only Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam would do transactions and do buying and selling and he would combine his wealth with the wealth of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and he would say, right, Abu Bakr Siddiq say, paise le lo, take this much amount of money from him and we have bought this and we have bought this and we have bought this and if you want money take it from Abu Bakr Siddiq and he would use the money of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq as if it was his own money. And this was the dua that Allah accepted. And this is why Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, I have repaid every Sahabi in this dunya except for Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. My respected brothers, sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said in a hadith, مَثَلُ أَصْحَابِي كَمَثَلِ الْمِلْحِ فِي الطَّعَامِ لَا يَسْلُحُ الطَّعَامُ إِلَّا بِهِ That the example of my companions is like salt in food. Is like salt in food. Women are experts. They, they know, they cook. The right amount of salt should be put in that food that has been prepared. Slightly more, slightly less, everything goes wrong. Everything goes wrong. Allahu Akbar. And they, and they know. And Huzur alayhi salam gives them a beautiful example. He says, for your iman and to, to taste the sweetness, the halawa of iman, one must have the love of sahabai kiram ajma'een. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, La tasubbu ashabi, no one should swear at my companions. And I'm doing a literal translation. Sabba yasubbu kamana, to swear. 
اب صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے من سب اصحابی فعلی لعنت اللہ اینی ون ہو یو ہیئر ہو سویز ایٹ مائی کمپینینز دین سی لعنت اللہ میں اللہ کرس بی آن دیم اینڈ دا کرس آف دا اینجلس اینڈ دا کرس آف آل ہیومینٹی لا اکبر اللہ من صرف ولا عدل اللہ ول ناٹ ایکسپٹ اینی آف دا ایکشنز بی اٹ نفل بی اٹ واجب او بی اٹ فن اللہ اکبر اینڈ حضرت عبداللہ ابن مبارک رضی اللہ تعالی عنہ سے خسلتانی من کانت فیہا نجا If two things are inside an individual that will be a cause of salvation for them As-sidku Truthfulness Aadmi kaisa ho? Sajjah Truthfulness When he speaks, he speaks in in clear words And wahubba ashabi Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and any Muslim who has the love of the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam they will be saved they will be saved in another hadith Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said man hafazani fi ashabi kuntu lahu hafizan yawm al-qiyamah anyone who protects me anyone who protects me in my companions I will be their guardian on the day of Qiyamah Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said anyone who does not show love to my companions he will not come close close to my fountain How there? Kawthar Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam further he says that وَلَمْ يَرُنِي إِلَّا مِنْ بَعِيدٍ He will not have an opportunity to even see me or to visit me That man who does not show the love to the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam my respected brothers and elders there is a lot here that I can translate for you I don't wish to take much of your time very briefly a lot of the people uh, wonder that are there any such Muslims who have uh, enmity, spite, hatred with the companions with Sahaba Kiram Ajma'in and maybe we as Sunni Muslims we have not met such people but there are a lot of people out there the munafiqoon and those who uh, whose level of Iman only Allah knows but yet they have enmity with Sahaba Kiram Ajma'in and the job of an alim is not that he is there to, to break and to divide. That is not the case. Huh? Dr. Saab, Dr. Wanya is sitting here. If a patient comes to him and if Dr. Wanya Saab diagnoses him and he realizes that this person has got diabetes or anything else. And if the doctor was to say to him that, okay, or oh, if I tell him that he's got this illness and this disease, he might feel bad. Let me be quiet. This is khianat. This is guna. As, as a professional person, his job is to lay it out, to tell him, to inform him that this is what you are suffering from. And you still have time. This is what you have to do. And in everything, not just in the medical profession, in anything. In law, in anything. Building, construction, in anything. So the, the job of an alim is to inform the people that this is haq, this is batil, this is haq, this is batil. You will find 
a group of people who will say that, you will find a group of people who will say that. <clears throat> a lot of people say to me that we have not yet met anyone. And we have not heard anyone speak ill of the companions. And inshallah ta'ala, I request all the brothers to, to bear with me inshallah. We will try to uh, be very quick and I won't take much of your time in the sessions the sessions of hadith but please brothers make sure you are regular and punctual inshallah ta'ala if Allah wills we will cover from the demands of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam from Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq until the end Allah wills <coughs> and we will cover the life and the events of every sahabi inshallah the family the children uh, what they did what they ate everything their clothes how they look physically but I need a lot of customers in my shop please when I see a lot of brothers mashallah my heart opens up and when I see in bin tin what will happen I don't even feel like revising and do mutala and to do a uh, and to prepare and to read the different books of ahadith and the biography of the companion because it's only in bin and tin it's enough for me just to say a few words <laughs> inshallah if you come and if you invite other people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless you in this dunya and in the hereafter just to give you a, a one example and this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, in my front room, Alhamdulillah, I have uh, my books that are there. All the four walls are covered with books, Alhamdulillah. And the reason for me to say that is, I want to highlight one particular incident. After the month of Ramadan, I was uh, talking with some of the brothers that what subject and topic should we cover. And in my heart, this topic was there, firm. That inshallah we should talk on the subject of the companions. And from all the books, one book I noticed that was on the floor of the front room, and it was my way today to talk to the people on the companions and their status. And I had been looking for this one particular book, and I couldn't find it. But this book was there right in front of me from the many books that are there, this book was there, the one that I was looking for. And this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without me even uh, picking and choosing and selecting, this book was there. Now this book is titled as, Then I Was Guided. By this man whose name is Muhammad At-Tijani As-Samawi. Uh, a Shia, of course. And the, the, the book format layout is such that as if, Allahu Alam is just a book. He was uh, searching for the truth and he was guided in the different events that had taken place with him. He was once upon a time a Sunni and then he was guided and now he has become a Shia. And we won't go into his personal life. But I just want to point out to the brothers here, it's an English book in the English language that the filth that they talk about 
of the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We have to know that. We live in a world where there are different types of people. We have to educate ourselves. And this is a book that is out there. And in fact, this book was being distributed free of charge in our Leicester universities. Leicester University. Free of charge, distributed. And in fact, from the Iranian embassy, uh, books of ahadith, and uh, also a translation of the Quran was posted to us in the mosque, which we have downstairs in the office also. So this was given free of charge to a lot of the Sunni youth. And in universities, a lot of work is being done. Let alone uh, an ordinary companion, astaghfirullah, and when I say that, I don't mean any of the Sahabi as to be an ordinary companion, as compared to Khulafai Rashidin as compared to Ashraya Mubashira. They are not pointing fingers at uh, some of the companions that were not so famous. They were Ashabi Kiram. But putting their finger on Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Umar Farooq. And the filth that they talk about Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala on here, on page 115, it says, for example, we hear so much about Umar's justice. Umar's justice. Umar radiallahu ta'ala, which the storytellers attributed to him. Storytellers. Look at the words. It was even said about him, you ruled with justice, therefore you can sleep. It has, and, and look at the lies. It has also been said that Umar radiallahu ta'ala was buried in a standing up position so that justice would not die with him. <laughs> and you could go on and on and on talking about Umar's justice. However, the correct history tells us that when Umar ordered that grants should be distributed amongst the people during the 20th year of Al-Hijrah, he did not follow the Sunnah of Rasulullah, nor did he confine himself to its rules. The Prophet distributed the grants on equal basis among all Muslims and did not differentiate between one person and another, and so did Abu, Abu Bakr. They don't even believe in Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, but I'm just talking about Hazrat Umar here. But Umar introduced a new method. He preferred the early converts to Islam to those who came later. He preferred al-Muhajireen from the Quraysh to other Muhajireen. He preferred al-Muhajireen to the Ansar and the Arabs to the non-Arabs. He preferred a free man to slave. He preferred a mudar from the, the tribe of Rabi'ah. He gave 300 to uh, the former and 200 to the latter. He also preferred Aus to al-Khazraj. Where is the justice in all these differentiations? O oh people, have you any, have you minds? O oh people who have minds. Now this book talks about the justice of Hazrat Amr Farooq which is all laghuyat. Just to put one incident in front of you of the life of Hazrat Amr Farooq before the companions had many wives. And when Islam came, they restricted the number to four. 
and this is in the Quran. And it is said, Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala and his famous son was Abdurrahman and Hazrat Abdullah, Hazrat Abdullah ibn Umar. But one of his son's name was Abu Shahma. Abu Shahma. Abu Shahma became a Muslim, son of Hazrat Umar Farooq. And they had this habit that the Arabs uh, were addicted to alcohol. They would drink a lot. And he was a young man once whilst with a group of non-Muslims, they served him also alcohol. And Abu Shahma drank it. So they were not prophets, they were companions. And this news was given to Hazrat Umar Farooq. This Shia, Mal'oon, talks about the justice of Hazrat Umar Farooq. And this is recorded in all the kutubs of Tariq, Usnul Ghaba, this is mentioned in there. Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala and called his son, his own son, and gave a fatwa that he must be whipped 80 times for drinking alcohol. Kitni martaba? 80 martaba. Kon baap hoga jopni sagi olad ko is tarike se sazade. Hoga? And if you look at fiqh, in fiqh, there was no a specific form given, a, a form of punishment when it came to drinking alcohol. But because he was the son of Hazrat Umar Farooq, to lay down a lesson, a justice for all, Hazrat Umar Farooq gave a fatwa that he must be lashed 80 times, whipped. It is said that he was before 80 whips were completed on him, he died. He died. An injury was given to him, a severe injury at the back. And because of that he died. And it is said, according to some of the Muslim historians, to complete the figure of 80, Hazrat Umar Farooq whipped the remaining numbers on his grave. Allah. This is the justice system of Hazrat Umar. Farooq radiallahu ta'ala and we can talk about Hazrat Umar Farooq for months on months or Makatam if we, if we talk on the seer of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq it will probably take us one whole year to complete the seer of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and furthermore it talks about it says we also hear a great deal about the courage and physical strength of Umar it has been said that the Quraysh feared the day when Umar became a Muslim and that Islam became even stronger when he entered the religion of Islam. It has also been said that Allah glorified Islam with Umar and that the Messenger of Allah did not call for Islam openly until after Umar had become a Muslim. For me to read out to you the excerpts is that so you realize that you get all sorts of people in this dunya and all sorts of books and the real aqidah of the Shias and what is the difference between Sunni and Shia it's not about dividing anybody it's about understanding what is the truth but the correct historical references do not seem to indicate that courage and history does not mention one famous or even ordinary person who has been killed by Umar Farooq in any battle like Badr or Uhud or Khandar can you imagine that? 
حضرت عمر فاروق حضور علیہ السلام میں دعا فہم اور حضور علیہ السلام سے اللہم عیز الاسلام بی عمر ابن الخطاب اللہ has given honor to Islam because of حضرت عمر فاروق and they are saying حضرت عمر فاروق has not taken his sword out to a single person in any of the battles it is said the famous battle of Badr the one who was standing on the right hand side of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam for the entire period for that entire moment of uh, in the battlefield with Huzur alayhi salatu was salam Hazrat Umar Farooq was on the right hand side of Huzur alayhi salam protecting Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam and it is said that the first man to be made shaheed in the battle of Badr in the Muslim camp was none other than the slave of Hazrat Umar Farooq whose name is Hazrat Mahja who is it? Hazrat Mahja and in the battle of Badr my respected brothers Hazrat Umar Farooq the first man he killed with his own sword was his very own uncle whose name was Asi bin Hisham because he was with Huzur alayhi salatu was salam and his uncle was with the Kuffar with the Qurayshi people and Hazrat Umar Farooq killed his own uncle and here we talk about bravery and they are saying that Hazrat Umar Farooq did not have the courage my respected brothers today the lands that have been conquered and that are owned by the Muslims it is the barakat of Hazrat Umar Farooq in his khilafat he had conquered Persia and when he conquered Persia he says Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen fire will not be worshipped Allah will be worshipped he conquered Persia Iraq, Jazeera, 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 Khurasan, Baluchistan, the area of Sindh, the area of Hind, Syria, Palestine, Egypt, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and all the other federations of the, the, the old Russia that was there, USSR. Everything in the time of Hazrat Umar Farooq, radiyallahu ta'ala. And preparations were also made to go as far as Cyprus and to Europe. This was all in the time of Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala. There is so much filth here, my respected brothers and elders. Uh, if you, after Dua, if brothers want to read any of the passage that is here, they can do so. But they don't have enmity with only Hazrat Umar Farooq. It is said that what I have mentioned he says is a small amount but it gives us a clear understanding and indication as to the mentalities of the companions and the contradiction of the companions and their aqeedah is my respected brothers and elders alhamdulillah anybody who wants to debate me and talk to me on this subject they can do so their aqeedah is that after the demise of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, every single sahabi became murtad al-iyazu billah, apostated, became murtad, except for a handful that were there from the Ahl-Bayt. 
and he says that Hazrat Ali, Hazrat Umar Farooq had no knowledge. This is what he said. As far as Hazrat Umar's knowledge is concerned, he did not even know the Masail of Tayammum. These are in their books, my respected brothers. Or many pastor videotape team Malana Hat Nawaz Janwik. Nawaz Janwik videotape in which he shows books in the videotape. One one book and reading it. If it was in Farsi, he would translate it. So that we realize that the sacrifice the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam have made. Because one of the signs of Qiyamah is also that the latter part of the ummah will be cursing the, the earlier companions, those who were in the front, right in the beginning, uh, with Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam, as in the ashab and tabi'in and tabi tabi'in, this is one of the signs of qiyamah. That is why today we even get Sunni Muslims who say, oh, there was a man who came in this masjid, and he said to me that, Oh, uh, when the Imam should read Waladhalin, you should say Ameen. I says, well, we do say Ameen. He says, but we can't hear you. I says, well, if you can't hear me, that's okay. Even when the Imam in his Asr Salah, when he reads his Namaz, can you hear the Qirat of the Imam? So he looked at me. He says, but we can't hear you say Ameen, and the Musalli don't say Ameen. I say, if you can't hear me, that is not proof that the Imam and the Musalli are not saying Ameen. 101 times we have said from the pulpit here, it is Sunnah to say Ameen. Have we not said it? We have said it. So many times. We all say Ameen. She says, I can't hear it. I says, can you hear the Qiraat of the Imam in Zuhur Salat? Do you know what Surah he prayed? He says, no. He says, you see, I said to him, according to the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa, Ameen is Sunnah. But there is an ikhtilaf between the A'imma, whether one should say it loud or slow, or quietly. This is the ikhtilaf that is on. And the other A'imma, Imam Malik, says that you should say loudly, Ameen, and that is good, alhamdulillah. But the opinion of Imam Abu Hanifa is that because it is dua, and dua sir is better, so you should say Ameen in a low tone. And he says, yes, but everybody can make mistakes. And saying that, he even said that, look, even the companions can make mistakes. And he was referring to the Tarawish and the, the, the fatwa that was given by Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala, which is recorded in the books of Tafsir and hadith and fiqh about 20 rakats so we get ordinary muslims who are prepared to talk on such high level not even realizing that you are disparaging the status of sahabai kiram ajma'in and here in this book it says that Hazrat umar farooq radiallahu ta'ala did not have knowledge it is a known fact that the greatest mufassir and muhaddis of the ummah are the three abadullah are the three abadullah abdullah ibn mas'ud abdullah ibn abbas and abdullah ibn umar radiyallahu ta'ala and all these three abdullahs were such muhaddis and mufassir of the time and companions 
And all three of them were direct students of Hazrat Umar Farooq. And one of them was his son, Abdullah ibn Umar. And the ulama have agreed unanimously that the pioneer and the founder of fiqah, fiqh, Islamic jurisprudence, is Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala. And Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala would say, and he would take an oath, he says, Hazrat Umar Farooq's knowledge was such, and he would say to the people that one hour in the company of Hazrat Umar Farooq is better than one year's worship of Nawafil. One year's worship of Nawafil. One hour's worth, one hour, 60 minutes in the company of Hazrat Umar Farooq so you get people out there, my respected brothers. So when I talk about the fazila, and then Huzur alayhi salatu was salam is saying, La tasubbu ashabi. sallallahu alayhi wasallam is telling us something. Every Friday you hear, Allah, Allah, fi ashabi. Fear Allah, fear Allah. Huh? of the status of my companions. No one should target my companions after me. Anyone who loves them, loves me, as in loves Huzur alayhi salam. Anyone who hates them, hates me, as in hates Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. And anyone who dishonors them has dishonored me and anyone who dishonors me has dishonored Allah and anyone who dishonors Allah very quickly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish him Allah Akbar Azizu, slight disrespect to the companions is say Iman Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq my respected brothers I end at that my only request to the brothers here of Masjid Omar is please to take time out to sit in our programs of Dars, which is in the English language. I'm not a perfect man, I'm a sinful man, but nevertheless, I am the Imam here, and my job is to speak out and to educate the people. If I give us that, that opportunity, please come. And mashallah here, one of the signs of Qiyamah is people will not have time we have time for films, we have time for Bollywood films, we have time for dunya, but we don't have time for, for hadith, and we don't have time for tafsir. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وسلم تسليما لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين اللهم إنا رسولك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما سعادك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله سمعنا وطانا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا رحمة الله